0: Are you considering an executive MBA, but are you already enjoying a successful career on the world stage? Are you wondering if it's worth it? Tune in to today's show with a fascinating U.S.-based Oxford executive MBA student and successful leader in global justice initiatives to hear why he decided to go for it and how the experience is going for him. Welcome to Admission Straight
1: Talk, the podcast dedicated to graduate admissions and helping you approach the application process thoughtfully and successfully. Your host is Accepted's founder and world-renowned admissions guru, Linda Abraham. At Accepted, our mission is to get you to that unforgettable moment when you read your acceptance email and shout, Yes, I'm in! Confident you'll be attending the perfect program to help you launch the career of your dream.
0: welcome thanks for joining me for this the 454th episode of admission straight talk thanks for tuning in before i dive into today's interview i want to invite you to download ace the emba expert advice for the rising executive this free guide will complement today's podcast and give you suggestions on how to choose the right emba program for you how to differentiate yourself from your competition in a positive way and how to present yourself effectively as a business leader who will bring credit to any program that accepts you. Download ACE EMBA at accepted.com slash ACE A-C-E-E-M-B-A. I'd like to welcome to Admission Straight Talk, Anthony Triolo. Anthony has an absolutely fascinating background. After graduating from Yale with a Bachelor's in History and Political Science in 2020, he went on to work on the Truth and Reconciliation Commission for Sierra Leone, where he worked from 2003 to 2009 differing roles, all relating to justice. He then worked as a senior associate for the UN Special Tribunal for Lebanon at The Hague. After serving in additional roles related to international law and justice, he became the Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Rule of Law Collaborative at the University of South Carolina. That was in 2020. While all of the above is extremely impressive and interesting, he has been invited to Admission Straight Talk because he also recently began his executive MBA at the Oxford Said Business School as an executive MBA director awardee, which earned him a sizable financial award. Anthony, welcome to Admission Straight Talk.
1: Thank you, Linda. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you could join us. All right, let's get right to it. We're going to get to your MBA in a minute but in in preparing for the call, I heard the phrase transitional justice several times in in your bios and in your work. So I have to ask you, what is transitional justice? Uh, I know it's something that you've been involved with since you spent time in Sierra Leone. What is it?
1: So transitional justice is a way to help societies who are grappling with the legacy of massive human rights abuses sort of confront their past so that they could move forward and have a more prosperous future. We usually talk about transitional justice in the post-conflict setting. So I've worked on transitional justice initiatives on a global scale. And usually what that means is either prosecuting individuals who are responsible for war crimes that were committed during the conflict, it's about truth telling, telling the story of what happened during the conflict and making recommendations for the way forward. It's about reparative justice for the victims and it's about institutional reform. So how do we repair what was broken and make it better so that the the reoccurrence of violence doesn't happen again? But in reality, transitional justice is not only limited post-conflict societies, it's limited to all societies across the board, including here in the US.
0: Okay, great, thank you. Now, given your career progress to date, why did you decide to even consider an executive MBA?
1: Well, I think I'm 20 years into my professional career, and part of me, I'm I'm sort of reading the tea leaves. I'm really interested in the intersection of business and human rights. I've worked a lot in the public sector, but I realize in order to really make impact and have transformative impact in the world, you need greater partnerships between the public and private sector. I was thinking that the MBA could sort of help me get a better understanding of the private sector to help build those partnerships that are necessary to bring about change in our society. So that's what really led me to pursue the executive MBA.
0: Great. Thank you. Wonderful answer. What was the most difficult part of the application process for you and how did you deal with it? I mean, was it just the concept of going back to school or was it the GMAT or the test score or the application itself? What was what was hardest for you?
1: I think it was trying to pick a program that was right for me. I knew that I wanted a program that was global in nature, given my background. So I was trying to find the right program that really spoke to me and my needs. And I would also add, I, I, the application process is not it's, it's pretty cumbersome you know you there are many different steps between essays and interviews and so forth so you do have to prepare yourself and and really think about the questions that are being asked of you in the uh, um, in the essays
0: yeah I'm frequently asked uh, what are schools really looking for and I'll say they're looking for the answer to their questions
1: that's right <laughs> I would agree with that
0: <laughs> right how did you like, how did you what criteria did you use in determining that Saeed was the right school for you
1: well, I, the program is very global in nature. Um, I, I like the fact that the cohort is, is relatively small. There are about 70 of us in each class. You know, even in, in my class alone there, are, I think, um, 70 of us from 26 different countries, I believe. So the fact you, I'm, I'm in a classroom with people from so many different countries, I think, was really appealing. But I think, secondly, and probably the most important, is that Oxford is one of the schools that really focuses on social impact. And very rarely do you have a business school that has such a focus on that. And even though it's not part of the the Executive MBA program, but in their EMBA program, they do um, list social impact as one of the areas where they report in terms of job placement. So it was the only business school I could find that really did that. So that's what really spoke to me about Oxford.
0: Okay, great. And you mentioned the cumbersomeness of the application process. How did you deal with that?
1: Well, I worked obviously with, a, you know, with Accepted, who which I think really helped me with that process from beginning to end and thinking through which schools would be the right ones. Once I sort of identified the school, thinking through sort of, you know, best ways to answer the questions um, and really make sure that, you know, that I really came forward in the in the application. That the the people who were reading my application understood who I am and why I wanted to do that program and why their school was the best fit for me. And I think also working with Accepted in terms of of trying to prepare for the interviews because the interviews are a very important component of the application process.
0: Sure, I think you worked with Christy, right, Dr. Christy? I Christy did, John. Yeah, Christy yeah, St. John was, was
1: amazing. Really, one of the best. I've you know I I highly recommend her.
0: Thank you. I do too. <laughs> um now how did it feel you were when you were notified of the director's award and there's the financial part of it and there's just the honor of it
1: I was thrilled I I I honestly I didn't know how many people were given the offer I later found out it was only seven of us amongst I think 70 in, in the class um and I think it was I felt recognized I felt recognized for all the work that I had done and I felt recognized for the fact that I would be, you know, a valuable member of the class, that I would have something different to contribute. You know, I'm in a class with lots of CEOs, business executives, not many people with my background. And, you know, I think the admissions committee felt that I reflected, you know, a certain background that could be unique and really would be rewarding to my classmates. So it it was just an honor. And honestly, the minute I found out that I was given the award, I knew that Oxford was the, the right place for me.
0: Wonderful. Great. So happy you got it. Can you tell us a little bit about your EMBA studies and how they're structured? You're, you're in the United States right now, right?
1: I am. You know, that's the great thing about the Oxford program is that we meet, I would say, every five to six weeks in person. And we have to, we're meeting for a full week, right? So most EMBA programs are on the weekend, I, I think. If I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but right. Oxford actually, they value the time that we spend with each other. And I have to say I've, I'm now I just completed my third module. There are about 21 modules over two years. You know I, and I've gone to the UK twice um, in that time period, but it's been an amazing experience being able to spend a week with my classmates each, each time. They say that the most valuable part of an ember program is the networking. And I think it's really given us a chance to, to to know each other and spend that time with each other.
0: That's great. So so I, I guess about every six weeks, you get together for a week. Is that that part that's of it? Correct. That's correct. Um, so you have a week of classes at that point. So what about week. in between? Do you have assignments in between?
1: We do. We have assignments. We have assessments. Um, we're each assigned a small group or team to work with. So I'm in regular contact with my team. And I have to say that's been one of the best experiences so far. They really did a great job in matching us in terms of the teams that we're in. I have five other members that are part of my team from all over the globe in the US, Europe, Africa, and we meet on a regular basis and we really support each other.
0: And is this, like, is that, so is is it a lockstep program where everybody goes through at the same time, takes the same classes and...
1: Correct. It's a lockstep program. And I'm with this group, this team, for the entire duration of the program, which is over a two-year period.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Is it difficult residing in the United States and being part of an international cohort with this kind of base in the UK? Now, you, meant, you mentioned you got together three times and you were twice in the UK. So what hap- where were you the third time?
1: Well, the first time was virtual because okay. of the pandemic. They okay. Not everyone was able to travel, and they wanted to make it equal for everyone. So the first module was online, and the okay. following two modules were hybrid. So most of us were in person. A few people, because of COVID restrictions, were uh, remote.
0: Right, and so. and I know you you have assignments. Are you meeting regularly with your teammates so, you know, yes. via Zoom? On a yeah.
1: weekly basis, regular WhatsApp chats, emails. Um, telephone calls where we're regularly in touch. And there's quite a bit of you know reading that has to be done between modules. Once we complete a module, usually we're completing a class. So for example, I in the three modules that I've had so far, I've had analytics, I've had leadership and I've had uh, firms and markets, those three classes. And I've already completed an assessment for analytics. So, um, and I'm working on two other assessments that are due in January.
0: So far, do you think that the program is, is serving your goals and meeting your expectations?
1: Absolutely. The one thing I would say about Oxford, which really impresses me, mm-hmm. is their career services department. I feel that many in my class are really looking to transition at, at wherever you know, they may want to transition to. And the career services is really strong. They've been very active from day one. We have you know, different industry advisors we could work with. Different career counselors, and I regularly make use of those uh, services that are available to us. So, um, yeah, so I think Oxford is very strong on this, and really trying to help build the network and make you feel that you're part of that network. I've I've reached out to many alums who already have been very helpful.
0: That's great. I mean, there was a time when EMBA students did not get any career support or limited career support, depending on you know when right. and where. But, um, okay, wonderful. Now, what have you most, most enjoyed about your EMBA studies at, at Oxford so far? And how, how many mo- modules are there total? You mentioned you've completed three.
1: 21, I oh, believe, so, in total. Yeah. So there are 21 modules. And not all of them will be at Oxford. Some will be in international locations to be determined. Um, some may be in South Africa, depending on the elective that you take. So the best part for me is just sort of the the global nature of the program and being in a classroom with with people from so many different countries, um, such rich experiences, different industries. I think Oxford did an amazing job of bringing together a diverse group of people to the class and we're already learning from each other. I, I would say that I'm learning just as much from my classmates as I am from my professors and just the networking opportunities that are already been available to me are outstanding. So I highly recommend the program to anyone. Just Has there been anyone. anything
0: that really surprised you in the program? Not
1: surprised. Well, I'm surprised at how better I'm doing at the mathematical stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, Good it's for been, you.
1: <laughs> it's been, it's been uh, quite a quite a bit of time since I took a math class. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Analytics was the first class and I was surprised at how well I was doing in the class. So that's been uh, an interesting. That's gratifying. <laughs> it's gratifying. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay. What would, what could be improved or done differently, do you think?
1: In terms of the program? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I mean, that's a good question. I feel, one, I think they need to do a better job of having a better ratio of male to female students in the class. So I think right now there's about, you know, the ratio is 70 to 30 male to female. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they need to do a better job of recruiting more female candidates. I think that would you know, increase the diversity of, of the class. And yeah, I, I think offering maybe additional overseas opportunities, you know, since we are a global program, I think, you know, having maybe classes in other more countries, I think would be more interesting. But otherwise, you know, I have to be honest, Linda, I'm pretty satisfied. Um, yeah, you
0: sound really happy. Yeah, That's I'm really great. happy
1: with the program. Yeah.
0: Now you're working full time, right?
1: I am working full time.
0: How are you handling the juggling (laughs) necessary to work full time and go to school part time and take off weeks here and there to go to modules?
1: Well, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy, but I'm I'm managing. And, you know, I think I'm just so excited to, to be part of the program that I don't view it as a hindrance. And I, you know, the other interesting thing, which I think would sort of be different at another school where there was only weekend classes is the fact that none of my weekends are really consumed by this. So because I I, I go to class for one full week, I can sort of do my classwork at my own pace the other weeks until the next module. So if I time myself and and really allocate my time efficiently, it's really manageable. But I will will admit one thing, um, and I I hear it's common um, for other people in my situation, Mm -hmm. is that since I started the program, I feel I'm more invested in the Oxford program than I am in my actual work <laughs> and I think that's partially because I'm interested in sort of transitioning a bit and I and I'm, I, I invest a lot of time in my in the Oxford program I'm still getting my work done of course and I'm sure. doing a great job but I you know I, I I'm prioritizing my the Oxford program
0: do you I don't know if you you may not want to answer this one do you see yourself like really changing career direction as a result of, of your Oxford experience or
1: Well, I'm still passionate about human rights issues, sustainability issues, and and social impact. I just think it's probably maybe from a different angle. You know, I haven't ruled out like sustainability positions within private corporations, but, you know, I I feel like times are changing and, you know, um, and the business sector and the private sector is more tuned to issues of justice and human rights. They have to be because, you know, the consumers demand it in a way. And I think Oxford is I, I think has created a niche for itself in terms of being that business school that really does focus on social impact issues. Um, the number of classmates I have that are interested in climate change issues and so forth is quite high. so I still I'm still committed to these to the principles that sort of have guided me throughout my my career, but I just may approach it a bit differently um, moving forward.
0: More, more tools really to approach it with Yeah. Right. What advice would you have for those interested in pursuing the executive MBA, and specifically, well, I guess that's two questions: the MBA in general, but you know, kind of what what direction would you send somebody in, not just to Oxford Said, and more specifically for the Oxford Said MBA.
1: Right. I would say you know really think about why you want to do a program. It is a big investment in terms of resources and time, so be clear about why you want to do this, and think about the program that would best address your needs. And think carefully and talk to alums. You know, before I took the decision of going to Oxford, I reached out to many alums, not only at Oxford, but at other schools that I was accepted to, to get a better sense, you know, what, what is the better fit for me? In terms of Oxford, you know, if you're really looking for a global program, you know, Oxford's one of the best, and you're really, the thing about the Said School is that it's, it's embedded in the university So you really do have the resources of the university as a whole to work with you and other schools. And the fact that, you know, at Oxford, as you know, it's it's a collegiate system. So you know there are many different colleges that make up the university. And each of us in the Ember program are assigned to a specific college. In fact, when I'm there for the week, I actually live in the college that I'm assigned to. So I'm embedded into that program. Which
0: one are you assigned to?
1: I'm I'm in Lady Margaret Hall.
0: So okay. <laughs> and
1: I actually lived there um, with other graduate students during that that week. So that really enriches the experience as well.
0: It must be uh, just pretty cool to walk around Oxford. I've never I've never been there.
1: It's beautiful. I highly recommend it. It's yeah, just no, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone. I mean, just
0: just the historical feel, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the other interesting thing is that like when you're a student, you're also a member of the Oxford Political Union. So you can go listen to the debates. Listen, go listen to the speakers that are coming on campus. You really are embedded in the university in a way that I think other Ember programs don't allow you to do so. So I think that's what really makes Oxford unique.
0: Okay, That kind of took us away from the, the question that you were addressing was in terms of advice. You were advising applicants, I think, correctly, to really think about why they want an an executive MBA, what they want to get out of it. And then, which by the way, I completely agree with, goal should be your guiding North star. I've said it many times. And then research it to make sure that the program offers what's most important to you. Correct. What about specifically the Oxford Said Executive MBA program? If somebody determines that they are interested in that, what advice would would you have for them?
1: Just make sure that, you know, you're able to take the time off to do the program. I think, you know, if you're really interested in getting to know your classmates, this is the program for you. The fact that you get to spend so much time with them and you're not just sort of running in on a a Friday and leaving on a Saturday, you're really spending a full week with your classmates at a time. And it really gives you that opportunity. So I, I would just, you know, I would reach out to other alum in the program. I'm always happy to speak to others who are interested in it. You know, I think the fact that it, it's focused on, on social impact, it's focused on being as global as possible. It's focused on bringing together a cohort from so many different countries. If that's what's interesting to you, if you work in the international sector, I think that you would find it valuable. And lastly, if you are looking to transition, I can't think of a better school. I think Oxford is really aware of the fact that many of its EMBA students are interested in transitioning. I, I kind of got that when I was sort of speaking to other schools, I didn't get a sense of that as much as I did with Oxford. And they really do work with you and helping you through that process. So I, I think if you're a student who's looking for that, you know, I, 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 Oxford would probably, should be at the top of your list.
0: Okay, great. Is there anything you would have liked me to ask you?
1: I think you did it. You, you, you sort of hit every point.
0: Well, thank you very much. Okay, Anthony, I want to thank you very, very much for taking the time to talk to me today. You're obviously very busy between work and school, and I really appreciate your sharing your experience and your perspective.
1: My pleasure, and I'm always happy to be helpful to anyone who has any questions.
0: Okay, great. Now, before I had asked Anthony if if there's something he wanted to share, and he suggested listeners that if you do want to get in touch with him, you contact him on LinkedIn at Anthony Triolo and and on LinkedIn. And we're going to link from the show notes at exhibit.com slash 454 to Anthony's LinkedIn page. Listener, thank you too for joining us. And I want to just give you a quick reminder, download your free copy of Ace the EMBA, Expert Advice for the Rising Executive. From accepted.com slash aceemba. That's A C E E M B A. And again, thank you too for tuning in to this, our 454th episode. If you are concerned that you missed something in today's show or want to take a note or two but couldn't because you were driving, jogging, doing the dishes or whatever, we've done it for you. You'll find the show notes for this episode at accepted.com slash 454. This is Admission Straight Talk produced by Accepted, and I am your host, Linda Abraham. I'll talk to you again next week.